podcast is just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts is just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah Welcome back to another edition of the Change My Mind podcast. I won't change my mind because I don't have to because I'm an American. Yes, you are. And I'm Wesley Sykes. And through the other side of the ether is the Travis Kelsey to my Taylor Swift. It's Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire, one half of a super couple for hire. Okay, that's where you were going with it. I was gonna say I didn't. You got something you want to tell me? But super couple, okay, I can get. Yeah, we're, we're super uh, couple, and yeah, I'll I'll be the Taylor Swift. I'll be the prima donna of the group. You know, you you, you could be the athlete. Okay, that that works for me. Um, so I guess so. Maybe we should rename the podcast to Love Story or or something like that. Yeah, we can come up with some some catchy Taylor Swift line uh, that I I can't think of in the moment. Really, yeah, maybe the anti-hero the podcast. Hype. Oh, there we yeah. go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, things bad. appropriate today too for some of the stuff that we've uh, gotten recently too over the, the weekend. Ba- the Bad Blood podcast. Oh wow, uh, oh. it's kind of like changed my mind. You know, yeah, yeah. Wow. that's, that's it's pretty, uh, okay. if someone if someone still has that idea, good for you because that's uh, that sounds pretty good. I think now is to capitalize uh, on all of the Taylor Swift hype that we can. We've got to strike while the iron's hot. You know, this hasn't been a thing that's been going on for six months now. We should be, uh, we could be the Taylor Swift podcast that doesn't talk about Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we do really good podcast clips. Have you ever seen those where like, it looks like it's a podcast, but it's probably just one guy talking into a microphone, making it appear like it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. 100%. (laughs) Yes. Yep. We can do yep. all that. Make go go uh, viral on TikTok and all that stuff. There you go. Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. But you know, we know love is in the air because uh, you know su- the Super Bowl last night, as a crow flies, was a, was a little evident of that if you're watching at home. But uh, this week, in honor of Valentine's Day, we are drafting our ideal romantic comedy in a build a rom com draft. Kind of a, a play on things that we've done before, the, the build the cinema draft for certain years, but uh, and also kind of multiverse madness, where uh, yeah, we'll get into that as we explain the rules of this game yep. uh, a little bit later. But before that, Nick, I already mentioned the Super Bowl. This episode every year, we got we got to do a breakdown of the halftime show, uh, some of the trailers, some of the commercials that we get. So let's start with Ursher Baby, U S H E R R A Y M O N D. What did you think of his halftime show? I enjoyed it, and I'm I'm generally not a big fan. Like I can't say there have been too many halftime shows. Where like, oh wow, like that was great. Like it just felt like member berries, nostalgia, fine. Like, and I I enjoy that. And mm-hmm. little John, anytime he's in the mix, I'm gonna have a fun time. So. He looked like he had a fun time just getting up there on the mosh pit and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not one that has like these high standards because I feel like I've seen a lot on Twitter where it's like it, it stunk or you know it stunk until. You know, little John and other guys came in, or at least mm-hmm. he's whatever. But I mean, I had a fun time. It's okay. I do think that this was um, kind of narrowed down to a specific audience of of millennials. You know, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> you know, so I think I think our range. You know, maybe uh, early forties or so. You know, maybe maybe nothing past fifty. Maybe that that thirty to fifty range. Yep, I think that's a very fair statement. That why I would anybody, maybe maybe some younger people care about or usher, but. 
I almost said Ursher. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, you know, he goes by that. I think he would yeah. recognize that name. Uh, the the Boomers definitely didn't like the this halftime show. I, I'll oh. tell you that much. Uh, but I, I'm a huge fan of Usher. I loved his debut album. I, I celebrate the man's whole catalog. Um, I did think he was lagging a little bit uh, on his own, so I'm happy he called in the help of his friends. The mm-hmm. audio seemed off. It seemed like he had a, he had a tough time singing and dancing together. Uh, hmm. He dances really well, but to be able to sing uh, and pull off those dance moves, he sounded a little winded. I don't blame the guy. I get winded just sitting down talking to a microphone. <laughs> but um, that that did seem a little bit off, but I, I love the, the uh, rollerblade uh, dance sequence. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Bringing out Alicia Keys. I jokingly said that was going to happen in the group chat before the halftime show, and lo and behold, it did. Uh, to my surprise, I didn't think that was really going to happen. But I am happy that they did bring out uh, Ludacris and uh, um, Little John there for, that, yeah, yeah, is his most popular song, I think. And and even Will I Am came out, didn't recognize him at first, but he's the guy with the helmet on. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah, yeah, it took me a second there. Yeah, but I but I agree. Like the, the I do agree. Like that he wasn't as good by himself, but I just. I guess it for me, like it just felt like everything moved upward as we went along. So yeah, it didn't like bother me, I guess. But at the same time, you raise an interesting point too, where it's great that we got little John, Alicia Keys, Ludacris, and I didn't even know Will I Am was there. But and there were a few other people, I think, in the mix. Jermaine Dupree was another guy. He was the uh, short guy in the tuxedo and shorts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, but we, I feel like there have been other times where we've gotten performances from solo artists and then they, they play their songs that are like with um another Featuring artist whoever yeah yeah. yeah yeah and we don't but we only just we don't hear that like the, the other artist isn't there there's not right. always they don't play that part yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i just like it, that's part of what makes the song usually that's part of what makes the song so awesome i just don't like when that happens i agree and i, I also i'll give usher credit for knowing to call in his friends you know, he's, he's like, all right, this is a big moment. It's not all about me. Let me bring in some of the people who help uh, uh, do all this. Also, shout out the marching bands. Bringing out the marching bands is mm. always a slam dunk for me. You're gonna you're gonna get bonus points just for doing that alone. Yeah. Um, but because I, I think back, I don't know if this was last year, or two years ago, or whatever. But uh, the weekend, the weekend performance, mm. it was fine. But he did everything by himself there, and it just wasn't. You know, it, it just like you said, where Usher built up, that never re- it just kind of stayed stagnant for for the uh, performance. I, I think when you have an opportunity to make it an ensemble in some capacity, it's it's that this is the time to do it. The Super Bowl is the time to do it. Is like is such it's one of the most commercial events, if not the most commercial event, like in America. Why not get weird with it and get crazy? And in this case, he has so many people that he's collaborated with and had hits with. Why not just do as much of that as you can? And Lord knows there's like enough money for the NFL to pay for pay for all these these people to make appearances. I don't think they pay. I don't think they pay the Super Bowl halftime show. I think it's all just based off of like marketing and promotion and like backlogs to your catalog that everyone listens to. Like, I, well, I don't think they pay for that. Well, that's. I feel like I've heard that before, actually. Yeah, I, I was shocked about that, too, because you think it's like, oh, man, exactly like you said, they got so much money to dole out for this. But uh, hmm. I guess they don't do that. They get free uh, free advertising. 
I'd love to see that. I, I feel like it's been such a long time since we got a rock band for it. Like the, that's I, true. I, I think Aerosmith, right? That I think back to that one. It was like the 2000 Super Bowl with Nelly yeah. and Britney Spears and NSYNC and, and Aerosmith. I think they were all together. Was Nelly and Oh yeah, you two. I mean, in, in Tom Petty band, but like that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't scratch that same itch for me necessarily, but um but yeah like i'd love like if we could get like bruce blank. springsteen or blank would be a good one yeah 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 i'd, I'd love if we could get blank that would be great but yeah mm -hmm. i think like we don't get that as much anymore but that's like i just one time would like just to, to have that mix in but yeah and unless you're really one of like the pop diva megastars like a uh, taylor swift beyonce even beyonce brought out destiny's child but that's kind of different but mm. uh uh lady gaga you know like they don't need to bring out anybody you know Yep, hundred percent. I, I mean, honestly, too. Unless Taylor Swift really wants to, like, wants to have that on her resume or wants to experience that, I mean, she, why would she do that? Because you know what's going to happen. I mean, people are just going to be like, ah, get her out of here. We can't get rid of her. Blah. Well, the uh, one of the many conspiracy conspiracy theories surrounding Taylor Swift in the NFL was that they approached her to do the halftime show, uh, you know, this summer, like prior to the season. She said no. And they're like, well, how about we just link you up with Travis Kelsey and then we get a season's worth of marketing between Taylor Swift and the NFL instead of a 30-minute halftime show at the end of the year. Wow. that Which that's is compelling, a, right? I, it's like that, that sounds like that could make sense. That sounds so ridiculous, the, yeah. the second half. The first half, I completely buy because I remember hearing that, like, she said no. Like, I, I mean, of course. Yeah, that, the, the first part, I think that that might be true. Uh, but then it's like the spiraling out of control thing that that, that leads into the spir uh, conspiracy. That sounds like a 90s, like, movie kind of thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, well, you got – wait, but we didn't really meet together. It was all part of a scam or a sham or whatever. Like, what? Yeah, they signed some sort of uh, contract and, uh, you know, a non-disclosure NDA, and then they, they go about their business. Everyone gets their money and uh, publicity, and then no one's none the wiser. So in this fictitious scenario, Travis Kelsey's in on it. Yeah, Maybe. of course. Okay, got it. Okay. I, no, I, no, I, no, I, I was saying he like wasn't. Truman Show. Oh, yeah. No, that morally, that might be worse. Yeah, I just yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I just, I, I don't know. I guess I figured you can't trust Charles Kelsey to just hold this in by himself. And then even then, his brother, who I as much That's as a good be point, a, yeah, as much as his brother can be a wild man, I feel like he would probably let it slip accidentally at some point too. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, they're they're like, listen, Pat Mahomes is already taken. We can't break up them. You know, they got a couple of kids together. Let's mm. go with the second best player on the best team in the NFL right now, the most marketable team in the NFL. It sounds like it sounds like a. It's crazy, but also I don't bit. think it's that far fetched. Okay. Um, what what we don't have to fetch too far for anymore Nick, is the Deadpool and the Wolverine trailer, or Deadpool and Wolverine. Is that what we're calling it now? Deadpool and Wolverine. Yep. Uh, that trailer, the teaser leaked online. I kind of liked this uh, tactic by a lot of the trailers. They'll give a thirty second spot. They don't blow you know the millions of dollars that you need to show a two or th three minute trailer for a movie, go check it online. You still get all the views online of everyone checking it out afterwards. Uh, Cause I think they did the same thing for the quiet place uh, movie. Um, and then also the kingdom of the planet of the apes. Yep. Uh, as, as well as this Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. I watched it uh, this morning. Very interesting. Although very little Wolverine, it's all Deadpool. Very little Wolverine. Um, I, I got to imagine that's primarily because like, 
Hugh Jackman days again. As he, uh, we all know he he like did, did Logan and was supposed to be done and Deadpool. You know, it's so synonymous. Ryan Reynolds brought him back into the mm-hmm. mix, like it, it, which is great. But you gotta imagine, like he's not. He's only got so much time left to play Wolverine. It's gonna be. I would think by the end of this, you know who the new Wolverine is. By the end of this movie, we know who the, the actor is gonna be. Oh, you, you don't think he sticks around for Secret Wars, perhaps? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe they could make that work, but I, I just don't th- I think he's not, I don't think he's going to be the MCU's Wolverine. Like he's not that guy. He just can't, he yeah. can't be. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's too, too long in the tooth. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this was a, a pretty interesting trailer. They got the whole gang back together. Everyone's back there and he's, uh, you know, Deadpool's got kind of like a 40 year old, 50 year old suburban dad haircut. He's, it looks like he's leaving, living a clean cut life. And then all of a sudden the TVA comes knocking on his door. It's like, Hey, you know, what probably happened is like, Hey, you, you messed around with time traveling, uh, saving his girlfriend there. Uh, you mm. need to suffer for those crimes. Now do mm. this work for us. Uh, you're, you're kind of on this like work jail program. That's a good call. That's mm-hmm. a really good call. A hundred percent. I, I was just so excited watching it that I didn't even think like connecting dots as much. Like, look, that's a great call. I saw that, you know, that the, they when you see the moment where Deadpool's like reloading his guns and it's all like flashy slow motion. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize when I first watched it, like that's the 20th century Fox, like logo behind him. And so, the TVA or, or like the, uh, the void or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I, I was, I they did a great job with the trailer and I mean for all the stuff we've been I've we've been saying for a while at least I've felt this way that like at, once X-Men comes back into the mix like this whole like Marvel's dead Marvel screwed whatever like people it's gonna be a thing of the past because the X-Men I are hope so yeah the, the X-Men are have been until the MCU the X-Men were Marvel's best property outside of Spider-Man mm-hmm. and since then obviously that has changed in, in varying in varying ways but like now you throw them in the mix, you give Ryan Reynolds to kick things off and Hugh Jackman's going to be in there. And now we get a little slice of what that's going to look like. I've never felt like more like solidified in that take. I hope so. Because if Marvel does ruin the X-Men, uh, th- there will be heads that roll. That would be insane if they yeah. did. Like yeah. I-, I can't see that. That's part of like my confidence in all this too, Wes, is I- Fox didn't do a great job with it. But they did. I like they but still. It still had, yeah, it was still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still had the. I think the first one deserves a ton of credit because it's before Spider Man, mm-hmm. right after Blade. Still very good, and obviously they they cast Hugh Jackman as Wolverine at, at a time where he wasn't Hugh Jackman. Um, you have you still have X two, which is awesome. You yeah. have um, first Days class of, Days of Future Past. Yeah. Yep. Those two, I, I and, and like those four right there, like those are all good movies. That future. Um, Either way, like it's it's um like they're all those are good movies. Everything outside of that, yes, they screwed up pretty much everything else. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But still, if they were if they, what was that like? Ten, did they do ten movies, thirty percent of the time. I, I just I, I don't know. I, call me crazy, but for a, a company that's pushed so many of the right buttons, I understand people are frustrated about what's been going on recently with Marvel. But they're also trying to readjust their shit so if they're mm-hmm. reassessing that and then making adjustments and now you hand them the best property that that marvel has outside of spider-man i, I mean i just i feel like that's a recipe for success 
I hope so. I hope so. I'm I'm remaining optimistic here, cautiously optimistic, as they say. Um, Wow, a little bit, a little bit there. You know, I I just don't want them to ruin it. That's all. Uh, But I'm excited for for Deadpool and Wolverine. And and another thing that I saw floating around there's there's this. You know, you mentioned the 20th Century Fox in in the backdrop there, but there's another scene where he's in like a snowy forest and he's kind of looking over. I think he does like a wave or a thumbs up, which is a callback to one of the other movies. Uh, almost to call like a truce for a moment. But some people are speculating that they're back in Sokovia uh, at the setting of the Avengers uh, Age of Ultron movie. Oh, I did. And there, mm-hmm. that would be an Eastern European uh, country where someone like Dr. Doom could pop up. Oh. Uh, and I think there there is even someone who, who kind of looks like it. There's a guy who's in like a hood who looks like he's wearing an iron mask. That's shooting a gun pretty quickly. Hmm. Um, there's other illusions. They, there's like a, a copy of Secret Wars. You might know this better than me. Maybe number five that has uh, 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 Doctor Doom on the cover uh, that they, they make an allusion to there. So it feels like that that could be a good spot for Doom to get introduced or at least teased out. Yeah, that would be really cool. And I did see that um, that at some point the, the secret wars cover and also i with the where you're talking about with like being possibly in sokovia and everything like i was thinking because I, I saw somebody tweet out like deadpool might, is going to bring back quicksilver like as a speculation type thing. oh yeah okay so that, that would be kind of cool if they were able to do that as well which one yeah and that and that would be yeah that and i feel like that's a, a punchline fourth wall break waiting to happen right there mm-hmm. right um but, you know, this seems like it's going to be Endgame-esque, where he's going to be going back in time and fixing things, yep. uh, or trying to fix things and probably making matters worse in, in some way. And then ultimately, uh, so if, if he can go back and visit the old movies, I think that's a cool idea, even though that's already been done before. Yep. Uh, with him, that would be that would be fun. Totally. Yeah, it's a totally different experience, just because he's breaking the fourth wall, he's there's so like the, he he yeah. There's so much that he can still do that has been done before, but he, he makes it a different experience. And lastly, favorite Super Bowl commercial. I mean, I think this is kind of a no-brainer. It's the it's got it's got to be the Duncan. Yeah, yeah, the Duncan. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Matt Damon was great. Very little speaking parts, but he he nailed every one of them. True pros, pro. Yep, hundred percent. Like <laughs> there were other good ones in there, but when I see this question, it's like there's this. That's the only one that for sure is like sticking with me. That's not a movie trailer. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't see. No, I didn't watch. Uh, you know, I, I was traveling back from my uh, father-in-law's house back to our house at a certain point. Uh, so you know, I didn't have my eyes on all the commercials there, but I didn't see any Bud Light commercials. There was a Bud Light commercial. There was, yeah, and there was a Budweiser commercial. Oh, okay. I'll have to. I'll have to go through, you know, uh, one of those clickbait articles and see uh, see them all. Yeah, the Bud Light one was like genie inspired, not like Aladdin genie, just like someone make it. People make a wish. Like I dream of genie. More like that, yeah. Okay, and it was like that's that was I I didn't I wasn't locked in on that one, and then I'm pretty sure Budweiser was like. the, the that was Clydesdale like going back mm, to your roots that yeah. kind of thing sure sure okay yeah. that, that would have been a good opportunity to bring out Shane Gillis in some way shape or form just just really whore him out as much as possible uh I thought they were going to yeah 
Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that anything else uh, on the Super Bowl halftime show commercials? Anything else you want to mention? I just want to take a mini victory lap and say that uh, forty-seven and a half was the was the sp- uh, the total on that game, and I mm-hmm. had the under on that one. And whoo, that was friggin' close, man. I th- I was feeling real good, and then overtime, and it's like. You know, I kind of want the Niners to win, but at the same time, I just want to, I just want the under to hit. Yeah, but you know, that felt like that w- once you got to overtime, then you had to feel pretty good about it, right? Not under the 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 the, the playoff rules, because because if the Niners had scored a touchdown in the the regular season, mm-hmm. if the Niners have the ball first and they score a touchdown, then it's game over. But in this instance, if the Niners scored a touchdown, the Chiefs had a chance to respond and score a touchdown. Is that what all this like hellabaloo was about like the Niners not knowing the format? I so okay, I, I thought it was still if you score a touchdown, you win. If not, the field goal extends the game. Because that didn't really, you know, come in too much because mm-hmm. they ended up kicking a field goal, so it extended right. the game anyway. But if if they had well, and I saw this afterwards too, and I think this was like speculated and then confirmed. If the Niners had scored a touchdown and then just kicked it, then the Chiefs would have if they had scored a touchdown, they would have gone for two. Because yeah. then that then they then they win the game as opposed to extending it in, in uh, like running the risk of the Niners then scoring and I think if they scored at that point then it's like game over. Um, so yeah, okay. it was it was not their best move, but at the same time, like I was like, well, like normally I'd feel pretty good because like now we get a couple if we get a like a couple field goals or whatever we're fine. But in this instance, it was it was not great. Yeah, and so. they don't even need the extra point, so that was uh, that worked out well for you there. Yeah, we, we uh, I, and the Jake Moody missed uh, PAT. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I felt bad for the Niners because of that punt that they screwed up on. Like, yeah, but yes, that PAT, um, man, you're yeah, oh my yeah. god, you're so right about the PAT, though. I mean, like, it, it would have changed the dynamic at the end of the game still a little bit, but mm-hmm. wow, huh. it, yeah, because it would have, I mean, the under probably would have hit because that was in regulation, that would have gave them the one point lead, yeah, that would have changed, gave them the four point lead, right? Yep, um. And, and instead of just going down, kicking the field goal, they got to score the touchdown at the end. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's just crazy. Like I never, I never get over like how good the books are. Like yeah, forties right, right on the nose there. That, that's pretty good there. And also, yeah, I was doing some bets with Julia. She had uh, Brandon Ayuk over forty nine and a half yards, uh, and he, he had forty nine. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was tough. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Because there was one pass too that he was that like would have taken care of it for you guys. There he was. I mean, it must have been like at least a seven yard pass, and it got deflected at the line of scrimmage. Like it's oh yeah, wow, that's tough. Yeah, that's that's, the books are good. They're the books for the reason there. Yep, that's for damn sure. Speaking of books, Nicholas. Ah, a superb choice. Well done, sir. Yes, so for the comic book minute this week, two just two titles that I really wanted to highlight. Uh, we have Kill Your Darlings issue six, uh, a creative team from Image that we've had on TLDR twice now. Um, we're nearing the end of this story. It is an eight-issue story, and um, I, it's just one of those must-read series um, that, that are out there right now. There's quite a few good ones, but this is like a tier above the rest. And then the start of a new um, awesome series is the Infer- Infernals. Um, we just had that creative team on a little while back, head of their FOC over Love on PR. If you want to learn a little more about that, um, go go listen to that conversation. But for, um, for as a little bit like the elevator pitch that they have, that is, oh, what's that? Oh, I can't. I should have written this down. I um, 
What's that show about the the family West? I think it's like an Apple TV, like the like the corporate corporate family that succession. Um, that thank you mm-hmm. meets the Omen. That's the uh, the pitch. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then uh, for um, for TLDR this week, we interviewed the creators of Morningstar, which a which is a Mad Cave Studios title. You guys can go check that out after you're listening to change my mind we do have a mainline episode coming your way as well this week and also i mentioned this a few weeks ago on the show that i have actually i'm part of a um project mm. that's going to be coming out um it's called the cloakroom which some of you may be familiar with it. if you've seen tales from the cloakroom presented by scott snyder of course that uh, one of the all-time batman writers among other things in comics um this is uh, this is an offshoot of that in the first issue of this anthology series. I will have a story in this. It's almost complete. Uh, the art is almost done, and then we're going to be putting in the lettering and everything. But that is going to be launching um, the day before Valentine's Day, so the day after we're recording this. So there'll be a whole launch thing and everything. So okay. I will be uh, sharing that link with everybody so they can take a look. And I will at least be uh, going on Dork to pr- talk about this a little bit more at length and definitely can talk about it more on here. And uh, I I'll love be, it. And I'll be sending the pages to Wes, too, so he can give you guys maybe a little insight for the listeners. Yeah, I would love that. Absolutely. Big day, Valentine's Day for you, huh? I yep. love it. Yep, yep. So it, uh, very excited about it, and um, the, I love the art. And some people have probably seen it already if you follow us on Twitter. Um, we tweeted mm-hmm. out all that, that some of that, some of the first couple pages of art. So very much looking forward to it, and uh, if you're into comics or you know someone who is, uh, maybe let them know when uh, once this goes live uh, to maybe in case they want to support it. All right, love the good comic book minute. Uh, let's get over to our main topic right now. Are you ready for our main topic? Yes, sir. Tommy, Tommy, are you ready? Are you here? All right, now let's go get them. All right, I love it. Okay, let's get going here. So, uh, a build a rom com draft cinema draft is what i have written down here so this is kind of like a like if our build a build a cinema draft had a baby with our multiverse madness episodes here that's kind of what it works we've got seven categories nick and i will back and forth kind of working our way through our draft at the end we pitch a, a movie based off these seven categories which are setting or backdrop we have a male lead female lead supporting male uh supporting female a relationship obstacle as well as a big romantic gesture so we're going to be drafting these from romantic comedies uh that we've seen maybe some of our favorites through the years and then at the end we'll pitch a movie we'll give it a title and we'll give you the elevator pitch there for it too yeah absolutely i um the so the we're not going to go in any particular order with these just for those listening at home no, but no, no. We'll continue. We'll do it like uh, snakes, as much as mm-hmm. just you and I, snake style as normal. Wes, I would like to give you the chance to draft first, or to if you want to have the first snake pick, um, your choice. Okay, I'll go. I'll do first overall here. First overall. Uh, but before that, Nick, do do you have any favorite rom coms? Oh, favorite. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if I want to say anything before because I, I might tip my hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I you know. I think the definition of what a rom-com is, it could be uh, stretched here a little bit. Some of these I, I was looking because there's love that happens within movies, that, but maybe it's not a romantic comedy. Maybe they're more like high school coming of age movies that have like a romantic element to it. Yeah, like uh, a good example of that, that I, I will show my hand on this. Ten Things I Hate About You. you like, yes, yes, that, absolutely. It, 
And personally, like I found that tough to incorporate in this as much as there are characters that I like because you're dealing with like teenage kids and like all these other ones are like adults. So it's like, this doesn't mm-hmm. translate, they, you know? And, Oh, you know what? One thing that I wanted to know. So there are some, there's obviously rom-coms are not this new thing. They've been around longer than you and I have been on this planet. So I do want to make sure that you're okay with this concept. If we take, let's say, um, Roadhouse isn't a romantic comedy. Let's say, but let's say Roadhouse was like in the mix. So like Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. was in the mix, and then I decided to use, um, uh, I don't know, just uh, what's the, the, what, there was a Valentine's Day, right? That's when they had Taylor mm-hmm. Swift in it. Let's say I wanted to use that when if I paired like let's say Taylor Swift and Patrick Swayze together. Obviously, it's Patrick Swayze from that time and Taylor Swift from that time. Right? Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. The, the, we're taking the person right out of the movie and then putting them in our movie. Yes, we're essentially taking the character in that sense within these in these picks. Now, of course, we're, we're taking the characters here, but you can't deny that the actors or actresses, uh, you know, who they are, right? So in theory, I could have a movie filled with, I don't know, let's say a bunch of Patrick Swayze's as my supporting lead, as my male lead, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff, right? So just have a movie filled with Patrick Swayze's if I wanted to. A hundred percent. I did think about uh, that going that route at one point before, like I had a couple of like, I had like visions for a couple of different movies um, with, Mm -hmm. with our plan. So um, get a little Loki action, you know? Yeah. So that's a good idea. I, I, I'm curious if you end up doing that. I, hope <laughs> I, I will not be going that way, but I did think that that was funny. Yeah. I was wondering who, who could you possibly do that with? But anyways, uh, you got first pick. Is there anything else? Your uh, any other things we got to iron out before we start? No, no, I think that's it. Um, okay. So on my first overall pick here, and again, I, I with two people here, I'm not sure how much overlapping is. So we're pretty much going to get the movies that we pitch essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna go supporting female. This Ooh. was a this was a small, um, small role for me. Yeah, I didn't have too many options here, so I'm gonna take my my number one available in the supporting uh, female. I'm taking Megan, uh, who, who Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids. Uh, I think she is a tour de force, offers a lot of levity to a situation, but it also is a good friend, as you see. She's helping out. Oh, I forget her name, but Kristen Wiig's character and bridesmaid there. Yeah, uh, you know she she, but she offers a lot of uh, humor throughout too. So I think she would be um, nice to what I'm looking for to support uh, my leading lady, and then also to complement my supporting male uh, down mm-hmm. the road as well. Okay, uh, that is uh, she crossed my mind in the course of uh, my supporting. Um, supporting female. So that is uh, like that. I think that's a nice pick. Um, she wasn't where I ended up leaning. I do have two options, but I'm going to, I'll go back to, to that situation in a bit because I am, you're not going to take one of the people that I have. Yeah. So yeah, lay it on me. I'm going to go. Oh man. Okay. Cause really what this comes down to is my male lead. That is the the, the, the I, that is where my story diverges because my female lead I only have one everything else I have two in case you know you decided you, you did anything that possibly screwed up my plan mm-hmm. so with that being the case I gotta go with I, I gotta do male lead set the tone and go with the one that I was leaning towards that I think is a more compelling story more relatable story for people uh, I'm gonna go with Crash Davis. 
Kevin Costner, yeah. Costner in uh, Bull Durham. And uh, we've, uh, you know, obviously that is, uh, that is quite old. And that is why I needed to highlight that earlier. Mm-hmm, that, uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, w- but for me, you know, it's, it's a character who um, I feel like I can, I relate to a, a little bit and can get a little creative with his story as I develop this pitch. Um, now, did you have a relationship with an older woman in the Chicago land area while you were in Northwestern who just kind of like had this knack for turning baseball players out of their funks? No, but I wouldn't, I kind of wish I did, I been, <laughs> yeah, especially in my um, oft cited, I think it's my sophomore, no, my junior year. Where my no, no, yeah, my junior year, sophomore year was good. My junior year, where, where Shine likes to highlight my poor numbers, like it's mm, all from one year. Mm-hmm. Um, Shine or Doc, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta keep uh, Doc in order there. Everybody likes to, to say stuff. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyways, yeah. So, but I think Crash Davis, he gives you that kind of like, he's to me like he's just like he is like as every sports ma- sports fans like kind of guy like as much as mm-hmm. he didn't go and make it that far he's like he's all about the game he, uh, that, that's what he eats sleeps and breathes and i think for the character that i want to pair him with later i think that's going to make for uh, i think that pairing alone is what's going to carry this movie yeah and he he's someone who like you said he's a guy's guy but he's he also needs a, a woman's touch in his life mm-hmm. yeah, you, know, yeah. you know what i mean he, i feel like he's like i remember him kind of living in squalor Yep. You know, like doesn't didn't really take care of himself all that well. Yeah, like having adding a woman's touch to his life would would be great for him. This and is then Kevin be Costner, a- of course, is just a great rom com or, or romantic lead in general. Yeah, a hundred percent. The the character that I'm going to pair him with is going to take him in a totally completely different direction. Um, but yeah, so what do you got for me? Okay, so we'll go oh, wait, back. Wait, 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 wait. I, I got to say, yeah, I you got the swing. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, jeez. Wow. I, well, you know what? Then I'm just, I'm here. I am talking all about the female lead. I'm really not worried about you taking my female lead, but I just don't want to. This is so important to what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to take Loretta Sage, and she may not be a household name, but you know who is Sandra Bullock, and that is the actress who plays this character in The Lost City. That is oh, the movie with Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. new, Finn. isn't it, right? Yes, it is newer. I Brad Pitt's this. in that? I didn't know that. He's like a supporting role. Um, okay. And he could be I – mean, he, he he's not going to be my supporting male, but he could be an interesting uh, play in this. But, um, but yeah, she is, a, she is an author. She is an action novelist. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of how she like gets in with Channing Tatum because he's like the – when she's like marketing her book, he basically like – He's like the Fabio. Yes, for her character mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um and then they go on this whole thing where he like they, they get in this like tight spot and they have to save her and uh channing tatum has ends up having to be the guy that kind of does it even though he's not even remotely qualified to do all that he just pretend he basically acts as mm-hmm. a as an action hero so um so yeah she's you know she's kind of tough and i think you you pair her who's like this you know i mean like she's, she's an author she's all about books that's her life you pair her with a guy like crash davis I mean, people are going to pay to see that. Yeah, and I think, you know, like you said, she's an author. Baseball is a romantic sport. You know, it's easy for her to kind of fall in love with the romanticization of the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can see that there. Another classic rom-com actress there, Sandra Bullock. Yep, 100%. I I feel like this is just – this has like that – potential comfort food kind of feeling to it that would be very rewatchable just based on those two alone. Mm-hmm. And I like this. I, I feel like you're getting a nice, I, I feel like where the setting and backdrop's going, like a nice North Carolina, obviously Durham Bull, South Carolina, kind of like Bible Belt, mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. Graceland of America. Yeah, I, I can see where that's going there. Mm-hmm. Unless now, I take I that right now. You could, but I, I am curious where you're going because all we have right now is your supporting female. Mm-hmm. My support. So, yeah, so I got two picks coming up here, and I kind of wanted to see where you went uh, with your male lead here so uh, I, I can kind of play my hand. And I got, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven leads here. And again, like you said, kind of varying in age so I can okay. choose from. So if, the way if you happen to took someone, then I was like, okay, I can pivot and do maybe more of a high school, younger themed movie as opposed to you know my original plan here. So with that said, give me Robbie, played by Adam Sandler uh, in The Wedding Singer. Mm, okay uh, okay so let me just uh write this in here him and melissa mccarthy and that's that could be like i know she's not like his love interest but still that's like just funny okay. but they're going to be in the mix they're going to be interacting with one uh, one another robbie of course gets his heart broken he's a lover boy he's a rocker he's got a mullet he means well maybe there is some sort of a musical element that i can bring up in here oh yeah you know broken heart he, he's just looking for love Maybe he's still stuck in the eighties. Yep. I think I think it can all work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh okay. So let me I like I just like that that those two being in the in the mix together. It's in the just, same mix. And, yeah. and j- just to kind of give a peek behind the curtain, some of the other ones I was looking for here was Matthew, uh Emil Hirsch and the girl next door. You ever you ever see that movie? Emil in the girl next door why can't yeah I... it's like the girl is like a porn star and she's trying yep. to run away from his life and then her life and then she uh oh, falls in would... love with the, the the girl next door there uh <laughs> cameron joseph gordon levert from 10 things i hate about you uh, uh okay ben jimmy fallon and fever pitch if i wanted to go for an all boston movie that was oh, uh, i had baseball in the brain like you there okay uh, kumail kumail nanjani and the mm. big big sick Yep, of course. And then if I wanted to like live through, like, you know, if I really wanted to live through, like, what I would hope to see myself in a movie, it would be Jacob, Ryan Gosling, and Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, and that was that was the pipe dream. Yeah, he's the he's. Wait, I, okay, uh, that's he, a good that's a good point. He's not really the the. But I, he's, he's a support. I felt uh, that's an instance where I would feel comfortable if he flexed him. They're almost co-male leads, right? Exactly. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. we run into some of that here on a few different things. That, um, but yeah, I would I would have accepted that 100%. But the top two I was going between, if I wasn't going to go Robbie, it was uh, uh, Paul Rudd as Pete and This is 40. In This is 40. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, knocked up, essentially. Knocked up two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, Adam Singer is a great lead role for, uh, uh, you know, a rom-com, as is Paul Rudd. Right. Oh, yeah. Rom- Paul Rudd's, like, almost built for that kind of stuff. But where do I want to go here? Now, uh, supporting male is another good one. Uh, because now, now I'm thinking, like, do I want this to be a friend or an enemy? Mm. Yeah, you could go either way on this. You know, and I have, I have a couple of options here. Mm. Um and I think I'm going to go enemy. Give me Kevin Raleigh, uh, played by Owen Wilson, and meet the parents. Ooh. Very nice guy. Has his shit together. Robbie doesn't have his shit together. Yeah. He's kind of like an artist living on the fringe. Kevin Raleigh is like a um, angel investor, high in finance, kind of retired. Yeah. Uh, you know, has all this money on. He's probably great to bring home to the parents. You know, he probably gets flying colors from the parents. 
yes. very nice guy, but almost in like a condescending way. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's like every dude's like worst nightmare. Like that's your ex. No, yeah, exactly, exactly, hundred yeah, percent. Now that's a good pick. That movie kills me, man. It's so like so oh, cool. it holds up. It holds up. It then, does. It's so uncomfortable for me. It's just oh god. Yeah, yeah, just. When you when you're going through making the proposal, you live your life through, um, uh, you know, uh, Ben Stiller. But then, you, like after a certain point, you know, you, you start to get where uh, uh, Robert De Niro is coming from. It's like the yeah. whole movie takes on a different perception there. Yes, a hundred percent. It's like it's equal. They're both odd human beings. That's for damn sure, dude. That's. Can you imagine if you were about to like propose to somebody and. Uh, and then, like, you find out, like, the, their relative got proposed, like, just before you, like, it just screws everything up. Like, that that's brutal. What a, what a way to start the movie. What a tone setter. I know. It is awful. Yeah. All right. So you All got, right. um, I don't, I still don't see how yours is, is forming it. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I, I, I think it's Robbie and, and Kevin Raleigh. Like, that is a good pairing. And then Melissa McCarthy in the mix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the female lead is going to be key here. I could see Robbie and uh, Megan being like siblings or cousins or something in that in that effect. If you wanted to go that route, um, interesting. So, um, hmm, so I'm not too worried about you taking my my setting or backdrop in this. So I'm, I'll I'll leave that alone for a bit. Um, so I have you've locked up the the male category. Um, so all right. So I'm going to do, all right, I'm going to do my romantic, uh, sorry, a big romantic gesture or, or relationship obstacle. Sorry. Yeah, I am going to do, okay, so the relationship obstacle, I think because it, this give people a little bit greater idea before I get into what my pitch is later for the movie, but basically the, the, the obstacle is going to be um, on top of Loretta not being from the area that crash resides in which is such a small thing of course these two are very different people from almost essentially different worlds with one person not being an academic but at the same time like a book writer you're kind of you know you're of a different very much of a different mindset than an ex-athlete uh so that alone is going to be the thing that they have to overcome after they spend this romantic weekend together and then decide they want to actually give it a try in some capacity um so relationship obstacle it will we'll sum it up west as two people from two different worlds uh okay. so that covers relationship obstacle now i'm gonna go over to i'm gonna go to the supporting female uh the supporting lady in this so all right i was actually thinking about using um lillian donovan um uh, maya rudolph's character from bridesmaids just to have maya rudolph oh there we go yeah but i'm gonna go a different route and i'm gonna use cousin nikki uh from uh pl played by gia caridis who i don't think i've seen anything else from my big fat greek wedding Mm, yeah. mm -hmm, of course the sequel and then the third one which the third one was not great um not that the third one was particularly good either but anyways uh she's a little bit outraged she's a little bit loud and uh my whole plan with her is where we have crash davis he's he's uh who is the woman that, that from that he that from uh bull durham i i susan sarandon um, yeah I, I always confuse her and signori weaver yeah. So, yeah. so he's moved on from Susan Sarandon or she moved on from him. I'm not, I'm not certain on, I know she definitely moved on from him 
in this case because Crash couldn't get his shit together, move, you know, deal with his post-playing career, and then he ends up meeting Nikki somewhere along the way, and she's kind of very out there. We see that in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, mm-hmm. and they are they have this toxic relationship. They're on and off again all the time, and it's only playing further into Crash's like borderline depression that he's dealing with in his post-playing career days. Um, so yeah, give me cousin Nikki for my big fat Greek wedding. Cousin Nikki, let me put that down. Yeah, we'll now. just call it was, yeah, don't don't worry about the actress name because no um, one else knows. Okay, so you've got cousin Nikki and two people from two different worlds, uh, as a relationship obstacle. Yes. Okay, all right here. Now I got let's see, what do I have left? I have female lead, I have supporting male, romantic gesture. And relationship obstacle. I'm going to go ahead and, and get the female lead out of the way here. Um, I'm, I, you know, it's very tough for me to go. I'm kind of going back and forth between two, and it's either uh, Rachel McAdams as Claire and and Wedding Crashers, mm. or Rachel Jensen, Mila Kunis for getting Cher Mar- Marshall. Oh, that's I'm tough here because I, I don't want to pigeonhole my myself too too deep into the wedding corner. Oh wow! You just may have unlocked something for me, um, an idea for okay. me. Oh boy! Um, yeah. Wow. That was uh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 But Sorry. give me. The, I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna take the easier route here because I feel like I can do something with Rachel Jensen working in a luxury hotel. Uh, but give me Claire Rachel McAdams of Wedding Crashers. That's a nice pick. I uh, she, mm. she she's obviously like in mixed in a few. Uh, she's all time too. That character yeah. specifically, great. Yeah, great. Th- this is very true. She, but she's in, in in general. Rich McAdams is in a quite of quite a bit of rom com. So mm-hmm. she, she was definitely on my radar as well. In that character specifically, like you said, all time. Um, cool. That's a nice pick. You you've got me. Sorry, you got me uh, jotting stuff down now because of. Uh, I was Something. also thinking about Sack as a supporting male, uh, um, Bradley Cooper from Wedding Crashers, uh, to be that that villain type. Uh, but again, I didn't want to stay too you know too close and too too close to the Wedding Crashers theme here. But yep, you know we could have a possible reunion of uh, Owen Wilson and, and Rachel McAdams here. You know, uh, kind of rekindling some love as a supporting male and uh, the female lead. Yeah, you know, that, maybe there. So that's that's what we're working with. And now I, I need a, a setting or a backdrop. Um, I swear to God, if you pick Durham, I'm gonna be so pissed. No, no, no. This is gonna be. Uh, I'll, I'll do the Cape Cod wedding time. Cape nice. Cod summer can't go wrong with that. I was I was thinking the Hamptons. Yeah, could have done. You know, it's the same thing. You know, might as well keep it local. You know what we haven't talked about at all either is, um, you know what, maybe we could do like a, if we pitch like a coming of age movie at some point, um, mm. sort of catch that could have like, that's in the mix for all this too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Je- uh, Jessica Biel, Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That, there we go. So y- you should have just done all sports movie rom-coms and just have it take place at, at the diamond. I should have, yeah. Um, I, 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 but I think this, uh, this will still work out for, for me the direction <laughs> I'm going in because you, I had okay. So you've done your two picks, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good to go. All right. So I still have setting, backdrop, um, and then big romantic gesture. So, um, all right. I'm just to, for the sake of time, I'm going to lock up Durham, North Carolina, as my setting backdrop. Mm-hmm. And then what you've unlocked for me, I'm like, oh bl- boy, blown away by how well I think this could work. 
uh, I'm going to go the villain route as well for the supporting male. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go with all this snow played by oh, Russell Brand from okay. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And mm -hmm. he is going to be Loretta Sage's boyfriend in this in this movie. And I could totally see that. I could see that being like one of those instances where it's like, why the fuck are these two people together? They are just so awful to one another. And then like, for, and then obviously with all the snow, like he'll, he'll, we saw what happens with Sarah Marshall. Like he'll, he'll do it for a little bit and then he'll. With the sorrow you know, suckers. You could be yeah. the queen of the sorrow suckers. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> I, I, uh, so yeah, I love this pairing. I think I'd be curious how, um, I mean, he's Russell Brand supposedly kind of like a jerk, right? Isn't that the thing? Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. I think, you know, he's had some stuff accused for, of him and he, he is kind of similar to all the snow and the fact that he's like a recovering, uh, addict. You oh, know? okay. So I, I didn't know that sober part. and all that stuff, but, okay. um, I think, I think there's been some accusations against him. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I didn't know he was dealing with that. That, that changed things. Somewhat. I think lo but long time though. You know, I don't think this is like a recent thing. Sure, doesn't give people an excuse to be a jerk about stuff. That's oh. my my one thing is like how are him and Sandra Bullock? Maybe it would just feel really natural for them. It's like just take you know, getting uh, getting all that well, negative in, energy. In real life, Sandra Bullock dated uh, the guy Jesse James, who had some like TV reality TV show back in the day about like 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 a West Coast Chopper type show where they redid mm -hmm. motorcycles, and then I think they found a whole bunch of like Nazi propaganda. Like he was like a huge like world war ii nazi enthusiast like he had all this like memorabilia and everything wow that uh yeah i guess he was a collector maybe he was like a part of a biker gang that had like neo-nazi ties i don't know but it, it oh. all it all kind of centers around uh you know love for nazis i guess uh, and then yeah they had like a very public breakup like that was all in the tabloids I... so maybe this is a kind of on brand for something in her her character Okay, maybe she'll feel a little. Maybe maybe we so feel too real for her that she that Sandra Bullock will bow. I hope not. Um, but real quick before <laughs> before you go and make your next picks, um, I did want to mention for some like honorable mentions. I know you've mm, mentioned mm -hmm. some of your other options. Um, my supporting uh, for my supporting male roles, I also I had Jacob Palmer on my show. Okay, yeah. So that was see. This is why I, you got to prep like that because you could have taken that from me, and that was kind of where i was leaning until you unlocked all this snow in my head mm -hmm. um and then we have also i was thinking about jeremy gray played by vince vaughn in wedding crashers because i feel like he mm -hmm. crashers 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 um because <laughs> i feel like he's the number two to old wilson in that movie. yeah i would and i would say that you could probably flip-flop those in that situation i'd be okay with that too okay and then i will go back too quickly to my male lead just because i said that there were two different directions that i was going in with this the other person I was going to pick is is Tim from About Time, which is an, is a Rachel McAdam movie. The, oh, oh General, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so the actor's name is Domhnall Gleeson. He's uh, General Hux, mm -hmm. and uh, he has like this ability. His family, like the men in his family, have this ability to time travel, and it's right. like with like they have like the, the ultimate power. Like they can do whatever they want, pretty much. So I was going to use That's that as cool. like a. Uh, point of like I, I kind of like that idea, but this felt easier to pitch for me, like uh, the Crash Davis route. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think the one I'm most disappointed about with is my supporting rep, uh, male role. Hmm. Uh, there's a couple in there that I really like, particularly Sydney Fife, Jason Siegel from I Love You Man. Hmm. Good friend. Hmm. Uh, I think that works. Stifler, if I was going for the high school route. Oh yeah, Scott. 
Uh, but this was the real toss-up between uh, uh, Owen Wilson and Meet the Parents, and then Sandy Lyle, who played uh, uh, was played by Philip Seymour Hoffman in Along Came Polly. Oh, also okay. heavy Ooh. on the comedy role there, you know. Oh, yeah. I will say too, going back to Sean William Scott, like as much as he's playing like a high school kid there, like that's that's one of those ones where it's like you could have used him with all the adults. It would no one would. No one would it fucking still works. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, yeah. no way. Um, oh, that would have been funny. We we should we could do a coming of age one. Like, I think like we have that. Like we have we've, we've talked about so many. Like just another for another time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, high. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many high school, college, that type of stuff that we can choose from there for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I need a relationship obstacle, and I am between uh, parents not approving of the current relationship. Okay. Uh, or uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Okay, that one makes perfect sense here. Yeah, a wedding singer pair with Claire. No way that their her parents are going to be okay with that. Those people are loaded. He's a wedding singer. Totally works. Okay, uh, and then my big romantic gesture because it's tough here because I, I again I feel like I've cornered myself into all of these wedding themes, which I think fits into it. But it, I'm, I feel like I'm just making the wedding singer. And a different with different actors here. <laughs> and this this is the problem that I'm running into because like the big romantic gesture, like immediately my mind goes to like some song, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, maybe this could be a kind of like a graduate type situation where the wedding singer um disrupts the wedding mm. and gets the girl back. Okay. Which is again, yep. <laughs> the wedding singer, wedding crashers, uh, anything like that. But those are great movies. People love those movies. Sure, they're all timers. And hey, we haven't seen something like the wedding singer in I don't know how long. So it could work. Wedding crashers. Yeah. Yeah, and you're using. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> why not? We're overdue for it. Um, my big romantic gesture is going to be um, Crash. Okay, again, who's all about baseball? It's, it's his sport is his life. That's all he's done forever and ever. Um, and now he's come to the end of his career. And as they go through this, you know, tough, rough patch after they seem to connect so well um, over their passion for what they do, Crash, mm. they, they go through this breakup period and then Crash realizes, like, I need to get to know her more. I need to, like, finally, I don't read anything. I need to check out her stuff and see what she does. And he goes and reads her entire catalog and then goes back to her. And then and, and it talks about her with talks to her about all their stories. And that is his last ditch effort to try and show her how much he cares about her. And then he comes to find out that she also went and tracked down every single one of his baseball cards from his whole minor league career. Because in the course of it, again, making this up for the movie, in the course of it, he lost all of his cards and well, his ex Nikki burned all of his baseball cards. There we go. Okay. So he does book reports and she picks up a new hobby. Yep. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay. okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, I was gonna uh, say, I, I'm having more fun kind of riffing off your story here. I think another possible option is that like he becomes, he's like, you know, I don't know anything about this, this woman. So I'm going to find out everything about her. And then he does like an ancestry.com and then finds out that she used to date a neo-Nazi biker guy. And then it's like, I can't do this. 
<laughs> yeah. But, oh man. It's like Ooh, a real like Larry David situation. Like it's kind of hot, but it's completely wrong. It's against everything I believe. But <laughs> yeah. But what does it say about me if she's interested in me after she was interested yeah. in that guy? Like she must have known, right? You could not know, right? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh we got it all here. Uh I'll I'll run through uh what we'll each run through what we have and then and then we'll give a, a pitch of each here mm-hmm. uh so for my setting i got a cape cod wedding during the summertime uh, my male lead is robbie uh is adam sandler from the wedding singer uh my female lead is rachel mcadams as claire uh in wedding crashers my supporting male lead uh perhaps the villain the foil the antagonist is kevin raleigh uh played by owen wilson and meet the parents uh, supporting female is Melissa McCarthy as Megan from Bridesmaids. And a relationship obstacle is the parents do not approve of the husband, boyfriend, fiance, Robbie. Uh, and the big romantic gesture is disrupting a wedding to profess his love for Claire. You know, I didn't think about this before, but as as you ran through that again, I love the idea of, of Robbie against Kevin Raleigh. Like just him <laughs> losing his shit. Oh yeah, guy. he's just yeah, he's yeah. like the nice, like he's the nice guy, but also like kind of like condescending in a way. So it just it just seems perfect. I and and I think that. is it Glenn is is Glenn the foil in Wedding Singer? He's kind of like an '80s version of Kevin Raleigh. Anyway, he's like a finance bro who has you're not helping money. yourself. Yeah, I you're know. I know. The more I think about it, it's like. <laughs> uh, so my setting and backdrop is going to be uh, Durham, North Carolina, where a one Crash Davis lives. Of course, Kevin Costner uh, from the movie Bull Durham. Female lead will be Loretta Sage, who is played by Sandra Bullock in The Lost City. Uh, the supporting male actor will be Aldous Snow, played by Russell Brand from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And then the supporting uh, supporting lady will be Cousin Nikki from my big fat Greek wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationship obstacle will be two people from two different worlds. And then the big romantic gesture will be book reports and card collecting. <laughs> Did you have any other uh, settings or backdrops uh, in your back pocket? Or were you pretty set on getting, getting the uh, Durham, North Carolina? I was set on two routes. I mean, like if you had for some reason t- taken Durham, North Carolina, because it made sense for what you were doing, then I would have just yeah. picked another place. I maybe would have done like Nashville or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I did for my, if I went to the um, Tim, you know, from about time, like right, I did right. that route, it would have been, it would have been set in London. Um, okay. That would have been the only difference. Yeah. So the other, the other one's kind of generally, I had a college campus during the fall, a suburban high school during the fall times. New York City in winter. Oh, that's kind of a romantic place there. That's a great one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, If if I was going Ben from Fever Pitch, Boston. Boston in the spring. Red Sox time, you know, baseball time there. Um, Other romantic gestures. I I had donate a kidney or like do like something like that to like profess the love, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, beat, Beat up a bully and ask out to prom. Okay. I got the okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, again, like with if I I only had alternates for I wasn't too concerned about like us having crossover in these two categories. Um, right. But for for relationship obstacle, if I went the, the other route, it would have been Loretta learning of Tim's uh Tim's gift and then kind of losing it because it is like a odd thing for like to find out like hey your partner has like time travel abilities. Like how do you tell you- your friends that? 
how do you, how do you tell your friends that? And how do you like, what if originally you guys didn't work out and he just manipulated it or she just manipulated it. So that way you guys worked out together and it was mm -hmm. never really the true love that you thought it was. Um, and that's kind of what my whole story was going to be in that route. Um, and then like big romantic gesture would have been for him to like, like find a way to like, um, like d fully document as best he can his whole life with Loretta, all the time traveling that he's done and let her know about every inch of detail that they they've shared together. And then, um, and then giving, which then provides him like provides her some insight into his abilities and giving her the full truth. And then mm, they live happily okay. ever after. Yeah. 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 All right. So, I like, harder I like to pitch, that. harder to pitch, harder to explain, but I, it I, is. I yeah. Anyways, what? So, well, give me your well, title and your pitch. What you could have done is uh, every time that they do the deed, they can travel back in time together, but they have to be interlocked. Oh, that's that that <laughs> yeah, that could work. No, you made me laugh because like there's a there's a comic called Sex Criminals, and oh, it's and it's okay. like these two individuals. Any time that they have sex, time freezes, and then they find mm -hmm. out at some point like that they both have this ability, like because they, they have sex together. So it like made me think of that. Now that that's probably the ultimate ability uh, for anyone who worries about premature ejaculation. Because it's just time just stops. You're just mm -hmm. you're just going forever there. There's no one two you know one yep. two ch uh, one two chumps. No one pump two chumps. pump chumps. Two pump one chumps. That's what yeah, yeah, either one. I was I was trying to give myself. It's a little good that you don't know pump. what that is, Wes. <laughs> it's been a while uh, since you know you ever really have to worry about that sort of thing. That's also true. That's fair. You know, we're, we're tr really trying to impress anybody, you know. <laughs> uh, it, just it just happens when it happens. Happens when it happens. That's how it works. Good to know. That's what. That's what it's like being a parent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We got um, our title and pitch. Do you? Would you care to lead us off here? Uh, yes, I will do uh, my pitch here and try to end it with the title. Uh, but okay, so let me let me set the stage here. Robbie is a wedding singer. Stop me if you've heard this before. Of a you know, local kind of cover bands uh, for on on Cape Cod here, and he makes a decent living in the summertime. He tends bar in the wintertime, uh, and and he's always been close with Megan, who is the sister of Claire here. Uh, they, they've kind of known each other. Claire is the younger sister. Megan's the older sister, uh, and you know he's always kind of had a thing for Claire. They always kind of grown up. They have you know Megan and and Robbie have a. Uh, more of like a brotherly si brother sister relationship there where they kind of have some physical violence. They pick on each other. They go back and forth. They make fun of each other. But Claire is kind of like the goody good, uh, uh, pretty girl that, that Robbie always has his eye on, but he's dating a real piece of, or she's dating a real piece of shit. In fact, she, she's almost engaged to it. Uh, and essentially this is just wedding crashers meets, uh, the wedding singer here. Uh, you know, they're, they're a part of a very powerful family. Uh, so she doesn't want to disappoint her family there. So she's marrying Kevin Raleigh, who's this finance bro with all this great, great money is a great, great family. You know, on paper, he looks great to, uh, uh, the Senator, uh, what's his name? Christopher Walken, you know, the father, so all that looks great, but something's missing in her life. And she's always running around at night, kind of hanging around uh, Robbie's shows and all that sort of thing. And Robbie just had his heart broken because his wife left him uh, from the wedding singer because he was just always going to be a rocker, never going to go anywhere. 
So he starts to get his shit together. But when they're getting married, they're like, ah, you know, we want you to sing at our wedding. And he's like, I can't do that. That's too much for me. So then he has a, has a whole breakdown there. Uh, meanwhile, Kevin Raleigh's uh, uh, cheating around. You know, he, he, he's sleeping around doing his thing. <gasps> what? Stop, stop me if you've heard this before. Real, real bad guy. Real piece uh, of shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, Robbie knows this and doesn't know what to do. So he uh, confronts Megan and, and Claire about it. And Claire gets very upset. This is just a, a shortly before their wedding. They have a big blowout fight. She accuses of him trying to sabotage their relationship. She's not, doesn't really buy it. So she she's, uh, you know, still going forward, albeit hesitantly, through the wedding. Uh, and this leaves Robbie down in the dumps now. But then after, uh, you know, talking with some family and some friends, he kind of gets the courage to be like, no, this is who I am. I'm going to write this great song called Grow Old With You. Uh, and I'm going to break up the wedding right when they say, uh, if anyone has any uh, uh, problems here, speak now or forever hold your peace. He kicks it open with a guitar, walking down the aisle, says, I want to grow old with you. Uh, and that's the movie. And it's called Crashing the Wedding with the Wedding Singer. <laughs> that's the full title? Uh, it's a working title there. There's, there's a, there's a colon in there somewhere. You know what it also made me think of too is the crash the wedding and singing too is freaking uh, saving Silverman too. That's oh yeah, that Amanda is a really good one. Another mm -hmm. one we didn't use. Jack Black's another one. We Jack didn't Black, use. the other guy I forget. I always forget his name. He's great in it. Yeah, I mean, or yeah. not coach, but the uh, oh um, yeah. Steve. I think his his actor's name is Steve something. But anyway, yeah, I think you're right. But yes, yeah, there's some. Those are some good options in there too. Damn, it's just crazy how we thought we like. There's just so many to pick from. It's such a like, it's tough to narrow it down. And again, like that movie is more of a comedy than like a romantic comedy. You know, very like true. So it's like eh, it does it count, but it doesn't cross the mind immediately. Yeah, but please 100%. save me from my uh, plagiarized story here, and then do okay. give your pitch. <laughs> okay, cool. So we are uh, in Durham, North Carolina. Three years after Crash Davis has decided to call it a career, Susan Sarandon has left him, uh, realizing that Crash, there's not much to him now that he doesn't play anymore because he doesn't have, he doesn't know how to go on without having baseball in his life in the man, in the, the manner in which he uh, did. Um, this story is an ex is about an ex minor league baseball player who knows nothing outside of his sport. Um, and he falls in love with an adventure novelist who's never watched five minutes of a sporting event. Mm -hmm. um, just to take you through it a little bit more. Um, sorry to mention about Susan Sarandon leaving. And now Crash Davis is is hooking up, dating, however you want to put it. Uh, cousin Nikki from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, who has ventured off to parts unknown. Now that she, her cousin has found true love, but she can't seem to find a nice Greek boy to settle down with. Mm -hmm. Um and then coming into town, we meet Loretta Sage and all this snow who very much do not fit in. But Loretta's been struggling a little bit trying to figure out how she's going to pivot in her career. She's been writing adventure novels and they've they've succeeded, but things are starting to go in the wrong direction for her. She's having a little bit of writer's block and she's trying to get a little bit outside of her comfort zone but still work in the adventure uh, adventure realm. Mm -hmm. She's trying to find a way to utilize American sports to see if they can, uh, she can get out of this rut that she's in. And baseball is in some ways the easiest sport to write about because it is so romantic, as you mentioned before, which is how she meets 
Crash Davis. They spend time together, wind up falling for each other. He ends up popping all the snow in the in the nose uh, mm. at one point because he's mm -hmm. so awful to Loretta Stage. Uh, Sage, excuse me. And then over time, as they fall in love with each other, they they things start to become contentious because they are so different from one another. And she wants to take him with her in her travels because she's, she's been such a successful novelist. She can see the world, but crash doesn't know how to move on from Durham, how to move on from his playing career, where he's, what he spent so much of his life, all of his adult life. And in that, and then after they experience their breakup, one of them does a book report. One of them learns about <laughs> card collecting and then they live happily ever after the end. I like oh. this. And the title of this is Becoming the Bull. Oh, I like that. See, that, that that's a winner there. See, now, what I think you could do is maybe uh, Loretta Sage, hugely popular adventure, uh, you know, action writer, uh, is looking to slow down a little bit. So she goes to Durham, Durham, North Carolina. She's trying to get all this snow to, like, convince them to go, like, hey, this is the right decision. He doesn't really want to, though. He's still got like a fast paced lifestyle. He still likes the city. So he's he's there's already a little bit of contention kind of going, you know, mm -hmm. between them because of that move. I like that. Yeah, I think the the, the, the yeah. Loretta Sage part like that, that could work very well. There's I think of any spot in this pitch that has the most room for improvement. I like. It. I think we got a movie on our hands there with with uh, becoming the bull. I like I that. Swear to God, if anybody steals this from us, I'm gonna be. And, so and maybe you know they think they're so dissimilar, but they're really kind of similar, and that's why yes. they don't they they butt heads because they're like kind yes. of too hard headed, like success successful yes. people. I guess Crash Davis isn't necessarily successful, but. He's, I mean, in, in the realm of baseball, I mean, yeah, he's not like overly successful, but like for but he's athletes, set in his way, he's, yeah. he's a bull, so he's he's kind of um... yeah, exactly. And they're, I agree with you, and I I think I alluded to that earlier. Like they're both very passionate about mm -hmm. the thing in life that they care about. Her, or they're writing him with this baseball. Um, so yes, hundred percent. Like it's, I all I, I I like I was as I was doing as I was doing this, I was like, okay, I feel like so the other movie would have been called Time Lost. Um, mm. I I thought that was a little more unique but i feel like becoming the bull is like this is a rom-com this this is a winner yeah yeah the the, the time lost is like a, a foreign film yeah you probably know, like the english patient probably english patient was received well but there this, you go this is a popcorn movie that everyone wants to go see teenagers and parents alike all right, so get these two movies made, uh, and then we can go and uh, we can review them between yours and mine. But make sure we're involved. We need like yeah. executive Someone producer. Someone call credits. Harvey Weinstein. You know. Oh God, Jeez. <laughs> I couldn't think Good of any Lord. other movie producers, unfortunately. So yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that's that was, one that came to mind. That's uh, that's not the guy we want involved in our project. Yeah, you got him you. your phone, right? You got, you're good friends with him, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. All right, Jeez. this was fun. So we'll, we'll do that on their bingo card today. <laughs> My goodness. All right, um, sorry. But no, no, this is good. We'll we'll keep this in line. Coming of age movies, uh, you know, action movies. It's all on the table. Action movies could be really fun because we can get really weird with it. Because like, I, I, this is something as a kid I thought about a lot too. With like, like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like that'd be really tough. But if we get creative, like. We can have some fun with that. Crashing on uh, Tatooine or uh, the Shire, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. all, all good stuff. I like mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, we'll keep this uh, in the tickler file for later. Uh, speaking of tickler files, 
time to get your tickets because the train is getting ready to leave the station of the district. <laughs> Choo choo bitches. All right, we mentioned action movies, Nick. You just watched a action movie sequel. Yeah, Extraction Two. Um, which this the first Extraction. If if you like the first Extraction, you're gonna like the second Extraction. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like the first Extraction, I kind of wonder if you like action movies. Um, not that everybody <laughs> needs to, but it's just like there's like a, a plot that makes sense and it's you know interesting enough. And then the action is it, you have a main character and Chris Hems- I forget Chris Hemsworth's character's name, but he does a great job. Uh, the premise of what he is like, he's this one guy. He has like his little team, but he's this one guy that goes in and saves people from, you know, awful situations and pulls them out somehow. And, you know, both ideal, you know, him and that, that individual survive. I, I think it's a, it's a nice little, um, it's like a unique enough idea that, but also kind of feels like, yeah, this, this makes sense. And then the action is top notch. We, we recently talked about um, Argyle and obviously mm-hmm. there's with the smoke bomb scene, there's some great action. Um, but of course, and I'm blanking on the director's name in that movie. Matthew West. Vaughn. Thank you. But he does. Uh, so he does. He did Kingsman, which mm-hmm. for me, like over the last um, maybe over the last decade or something like uh, of like hand to hand combat type stuff. Obviously, Marvel does like this crazy big stuff and then we get cool stuff with Star Wars and whatever. But like hand to hand type stuff. I think that Matthew Vaughn does some of the best work that you're going to see. He's pretty good. He's up yeah. there. He's tough to beat. Like the only one that comes to mind is, is John Wick. There, that's yep. close up there. They got you know a lot of good stunt people working on there. Right? Isn't the the director of those movies a former stunt man? Yeah, I think that's uh, the case. You're probably right. And and, and the thing with the my difference there is like what is the camera work with mm-hmm, the action mm-hmm. in in King in the Kingsman, and then we get camera work. Actually, you know what, Wes? As I'm talking about it more. The camera work that we get in um, the the big scene in, in Kingsman in the church, that, yep. like where it's like kind of just one moving around the whole time, like that, like we get a lot of that in Extraction. So it's not a okay. spoiler. Like you, you, if you look it up quickly, you'll you'll see that kind of stuff. But it's it's not the same as Kingsman, but it's unique in a similar ish kind of way, I guess. That's been I, I've heard good things about Extraction. I heard actually like arguably better things about extraction too uh so i those have got to be on my list i got i got to watch those and i think if you like if somebody wanted to you could watch like you could watch extraction two now you should watch extraction one first um you should should absolutely watch it first but it's like the thing that is so the only confusing thing for me is i know these are both made post-covid and like right after covid we were getting so much stuff for like Mm -hmm. at home viewing but i don't understand how these weren't cinema releases they're that good they they really are the other one uh, that you might like, which is uh, I feel like kind of similar, is uh, Triple Frontier. That's all. That's another Netflix movie with Ben Affleck. Triple Frontier. I don't know if I've heard of that. Yeah, I think that's called Triple Frontier. But they're uh, you know former uh, veterans who still do like private security uh, overseas and like Iraq and everything. I like they come across some money, so it's kind of like a heist movie, and then things go awry. I, pretty I think- pretty good. I need, I mean Charlie Hunnam's in it, so you have me interested right away. Yeah. And Affleck yeah. and Oscar Isaac. Hmm. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I forgot Pascal was on. What there. a yeah. cast! It's yeah, it's pretty good. Jeez, yeah, I got to check this out. Damn. Um, 
Now, I have uh, watched, I'm all up to date on True Detective Season 4, which I believe will be our uh, yeah, episode just, next week, right? Just see, this is do Season 4. Keep it simple. Perfect. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, are you are you up to date? Because they did release Episode 5 on Friday uh, I, ahead of the Super Bowl. I did not watch 5 yet, but I've watched everything otherwise. And I will say, I feel differently than you in the sense of you feel like everything's gone down. I felt yeah. one was like, okay. And then two was like step in the wrong direction. And then I thought three was better. And then I thought four was better. So, yeah, I think it trends down until episode four. I like episode five. This is uh, in many ways like Game of Thrones, where the penultimate episode is the big episode. And then mm-hmm. they wrap a lot of things up uh, in episode six here. So if that kind of gives you. <sighs> you find out a lot, but you don't know who. You, you don't, the murder isn't solved, if that makes so sense. So it's not over, but okay. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense then. That makes sense then. Okay, because I was going to say, because sometimes that happens. interesting character uh, developments. Got it. Okay, cool. I yeah. am, uh, all right. But I, there's I, still, I'm worried. I, I heard that the uh, episode six is 90 minutes. Hmm. So I, I, if that's the case, I'm happy because there is a lot to wrap up. Oh, okay. Okay. That because uh, I hear nine minutes. Like, why? Um, good to know. I it's, if it's just an hour, then you're gonna miss. They're gonna you know throw things out and just for gloss over things or you know whatever. It's it's not gonna be enough time. Not if it's ninety minutes. I have a little bit more faith. You know, another thing we should consider too is like build a mystery show or like movie or mystery series. Oh, ah, that that would be fun. That could be something. Uh, maybe in October, spooky season. Mm, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah yep. I like that. Okay, see, now we got a whole bunch of things here. And now that Look I'm thinking, that. I, there, there's so many side characters that I loved uh, supporting roles uh, in, in this rom-com draft. Mm. This is just like ranking rom-com supporting characters. So I'm, I'm oh, looking yeah. like in the back of my uh, my my screen here, my green screen. Mm-hmm. I see Chris Pratt. You, you ever see the five-year engagement? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Pratt's amazing in that. So is, um, I forget her name, but she's in Community. Allison Brie, she's also great in it. Um, huh? Yeah, that's his wife. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And he's it's... he's singing, like, Spanish or Latin or something to, to her during the wedding. Like, it's it's great. I know that's Siegel. It's Emily Blunt, mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good. It's, that's a good movie. Kind of mm-hmm. sad, but uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, definitely a sad one. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, this 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 one idea that you had about the build a rom com is like parlayed we're, we're into nuts right now. Five more, yeah. But True Detective next week. So uh, again, as as much as I've been down on this season, I'm not sure how much episode five uh, salvages it. I'm not sure if, if six really salvages it. I think it's pretty pretty firmly at that number three spot for me right now. Number three. Yeah. I, I mean, I still think it might be for me as well. Like it's just, yeah. but I, I felt like this was trending in a, like, oh, this is, I mean, obviously I haven't seen, you know, number two, but I feel pretty comfortable trusting you that two is worse. Yeah. And that's just kind of like the consensus opinion too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be eager to see, uh, hear what you think after yeah. episode five and then uh, at the finale as well. So that yep. I'm excited to talk about that. Cause I haven't really talked about that with too many people. And there's not a lot of, uh, you know, while there's people, while there's like YouTubers who break down and give all the Easter eggs on on the episodes and stuff and kind of give you some like extra meaning on it. I want more commentary on it, if that Mm. makes sense. Instead of just like, here's 
the dots and the theories and, and the Easter eggs and the little things that you missed. Yeah, there's no one talking about like what they, their opinions on it and how they feel about it. You right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen too much of that, so yeah. uh, that's know. why we do what I'll, we do. I like, yeah. I'll, I'll be eager to share my thoughts with you. We'll provide it for the people. We just need like maybe one other show to do it for us, and that's it. Yes, yes, exactly. We'll we'll be first in line there uh, next week at the same bat time, same bat place as always. <laughs>